Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. I'm Laura Gregg, and I am joined with my co-host, David Partain. How are you today, David? I am well, Laura. Thank you. I am excited to speak with our guest, and how are you? I could not be better, and I, too, am very excited about today's episode. Uh, On the Flexible Advisor, we seek to invite guests that will provide unique insights and actionable ideas for advisors that want to fine-tune or grow their businesses, all while deepening those very important client relationships. I was introduced to our guest today by Michelle Donovan of Productivity Uncorked, a firm dedicated to helping advisors increase their productivity and referrals. And Michelle's partner, Patty Creamer, was a former guest on the podcast talking about great productivity ideas for advisors. Michael Labus is principal of Gen X Wealth Partners, located in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania. This is a firm he founded because he is passionate about helping people of his generation better understand the importance of living within their means and being prepared for unexpected surprise expenses as they navigate in growing their careers, raising children, and caring for parents. Michael is so passionate about serving Generation X, he named his firm after it and has just launched the podcast to dive into issues facing this often forgotten generation. Michael, welcome to the Flexible Advisor and let us know the name of that podcast. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, David. The name of the podcast is the Gen X Money Advisor. Wonderful. We can't wait to listen to it. Thank you. Well, Michael, I sometimes am bitter about this Gen X, Gen uh, baby boomer age thing, because I'm 1963. And so Uh, most charts, like I'm the last one or almost the last one. And so I know Laura is slightly younger than I. So she falls into that Gen X. And I'm this baby boomer who I don't feel like one, frankly, because the baby boomers got all the toys and I'm left with the scraps. But nonetheless, we are delighted to have you on the show today. So let's get uh, you. Go ahead. That's okay. That's okay, David. I have a lot of friends who are slightly younger than me who are millennials who argue the same thing. They don't feel like a millennial. They don't want to be a millennial, but Unfortunately, they are millennials, and I remind them of that. <laughs> Do not pick on the millennials. That's, They're a great generation. It's a, little, it's a little fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay, anyway, let's get started by having you provide a deeper dive on yourself so we can learn what makes you tick, your time in the industry, and what drove you to create Gen X Wealth Partners. All right, David. So I've been an advisor for 17 years, and throughout my career, I've noticed two big problems in the financial industry. First off, very few advisors cater to Gen X. And I find that amazing because there's so much opportunity to help someone and have a huge impact on their future. And secondly, Gen X has so many planning needs. We, we could have a, a 
two-hour session and not, not cover all those topics. Personally, I view myself as a uh, problem solver and uh, a self-proclaimed efficiency expert. And I know I drive my friends and family crazy because I'm always talking about ways to improve things. So it made sense to me to kind of combine those two. And uh, so I founded Gen X Wealth Partners to help Gen X solve their biggest problems. And two of them are get on track with retirement and how to maximize their dollar towards paying their child's education. It's, it's a big tug of war, but you can win this battle. So Laura, you must really be a Gen X because you're always telling me how to improve myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always done out of love. <laughs> I have no comment. Sometimes black socks just don't work. Yes, I understand. <laughs> well, Michael, there are so many firms that are focused, as you know, on either high net worth individuals or those who are on the precipice of or even already in retirement. Because, of course, they provide lucrative streams of revenue, oftentimes for many advisors. So I'm curious, if you at Gen X Wealth Partners take on some older clients, just kind of help to smooth out the firm's revenue stream, or if the name suggests you are solely committed to the Gen X community. So David, I have some legacy clients that are from my previous company that I would never abandon. Um, but moving forward, yes, I am focused on the Gen X community. And I, on the reason that I've decided to stay in my lane, there's enough advisors to help the, the high net worth or the retirees. So I, I focus on those clients as an example for the first 15 years of my career. And I decided that's not where I want to focus going forward. I want to be a niche and I offer specialized services. Uh, I, I kind of look at it from this perspective. You wouldn't go to your primary physician for heart surgery, I don't think. Um, so I think the same rationale applies when it comes to financial advice. You know, Michael, when we first spoke, when we we're planning the session, we shared some financial mistakes. We got vulnerable. We shared some mistakes that each of us have made in the past and our desires to help others sidestep making those same mistakes. You know, I went out to your website and I love the page that talked about keeping up with the Joneses. And that was a mistake that I certainly made in my 30s that caused some serious hurdles in getting on a better track. Tell us a little bit about how you deal with the feeling that many people have as they start to progress in their careers, that they deserve certain material things, even if they can't really afford them. How do you coach them to have a better sensibility about spending? Laura, this is one of my favorite topics. I actually might be a poster child for this. <clears throat> Financial advisors, uh, we're pretty competitive people. And earlier in my career, I would overextend myself so that I could feel like I was part of the club. Uh, I drove a fancy car, etc. cetera. Uh, it wasn't until much later in my career that I realized how silly that was. However, I do believe in rewarding yourself. If you reach a meaningful goal, reward yourself on a relative basis. As an example, I like to run. And after I go out for a 10-mile run, on the way home, if I want to have pizza, I have pizza. Guilt-free. If you reach a key goal and you want that new toy, I say go and get it. Um, how do I coach them to have a better sensibility about spending? Uh, I got three words for you. Budget, budget, and budget. The Joneses, they don't budget. I guarantee you, 
They live paycheck to paycheck and are in debt. Their whole lives are based on perception instead of reality. But hey, they do have that new toy. The Joneses are a good lesson on what not to do. I help clients live in reality and within their means. And it makes reaching your goals so much easier. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a problem that so many of us have. And, and some of those Joneses may actually have the money, but it's those trying to keep up with them that don't have the money that are, are really putting themselves in a, in a precarious situation. And oftentimes they don't realize how precarious until it's too late. Very true. So, Michael, let's stay on the track of coaching, but if you don't mind, I'm going to turn it on, turn it around on you a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, our common friend, Michelle Donovan, introduced us. Now, I know you're a client of Michelle's, and I'd love to hear about how you found her, why you looked for her, and what she and the team at Productivity Uncorked is helping you with. And is it easier to coach or to be coached? Great question, Laura. Actually, she was a referral from one of my clients. This is about four years ago. And he was talking to me about how he helped other advisors that he knew. And at that time in my career, I was in a rut. I didn't really have any specialization and I didn't really have any differentiation from other advisors. So I was eager to work with her. And also, you know, she's been a key part of my business for the past four years because now that I work for myself, uh, you need a lot of help. And you don't realize that until you work for yourself, by yourself. And sometimes us advisors, we think we know everything, but I can guarantee that we don't. She helps me with the running of my practice and how and where to focus my time, marketing ideas. And she also signs off on any big decisions. Uh, And most importantly, she holds me accountable. As far as coaching is concerned, I think it's easier to be coached. That's from personal opinion, for me at least, because I wanted to make my business more efficient and I'm always looking for ways to learn. So, you know, hearing from an expert, um, yeah, I, I prefer being coached than coaching, but she's been great. Wow. Michael, I grew up in a coach's home. My dad was actually my high school basketball coach. And so I know what it means to get coached. He happened to be very good. I also played basketball in college, not for my father. And I know what it means to have a coach that maybe wasn't as good as your father, but it's it's really hard sometimes to get coached. And so I, I really appreciate that answer. And uh, God, you've been receptive to it. That's really cool. I wouldn't be here today without it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really uh, great that she's able to uh, improve your business and the results with Michelle. So I'm wondering, and you, I do want to congratulate you on the launch of your new podcast. I hope that your experience is as rewarding as recording the Flexible Advisor is for Laura and I. Tell us about how you decided to create the podcast and what we can expect to learn by listening. Thank you, David. Again, my podcast is going to be called the Gen X Money Advisor. And the reason why I launched it is because I recognize that most advisors use content for marketing that wasn't created by them. If you you read any financial articles or go on websites for advisors, um, ever notice how they all sound the same? Pretty ubiquitous. But my message is unique. And I decided the best way to share it was by myself creating my own content. And I'm really excited about it. On the podcast, we're going to be talking about all things Gen X. 
So the focus will be on financial topics such as retirement, college planning, and how to successfully manage aging parents. However, like I said earlier, there's a time and place for everything. We'll also be talking about travel and leisure, time and stress management, and one of my favorite things, food and wine. Okay. I'm in for that episode, Michael. Are you? Uh, yeah. You be my guest? <laughs> I would love to. I was just okay. at a wine dinner last night. Were you? I was. I was. But tell us a little bit, if you would, um, about the guests that you plan to have on the podcast. Well, there's, like I said, there's so many topics uh, and areas of need that Gen X has. Uh, I'm going to be focusing on bringing in fellow Gen X experts to help us you know, maximize our dollars, improve upon our time and stress management. So these could be thought leaders. These could be authors. These could be fellow podcasters. These could be people that I know within my own community, um, but they're all going to provide an angle and uh, experience to help us take control of our lives. I'm looking forward to having my guests on the show and uh, help. looking forward to having my, my listeners uh, learn from their experience. Fantastic. And I, and I think you'll find, as David and I have found, that uh, the podcast has really been a great engine for new content with each guest that we have on it. We think of, you know, let's pull some of the, the insights that we, we got from that guest and write a blog post or, you know, it's just really, it just is a continual source of content ideas. So I'm, I'm sure that you'll find the same thing as well. And, and best of luck uh, and listens on that podcast. I know, you know, college planning is something that I'm going through right now, but I know that you are passionate about it, Michael. Um, and I'm in the thick of it. I've got a senior in high school. I've got two in college already. Um, but I have to say with number three, I have a, a much different attitude about things. With with number one, we bought into all the hype about the right school being the key to future success. And we were fortunate to be able to fund a good portion of the expense and help with the cost of test prep, which enabled some generous merit aid packages. But, you know, with kid number three, I'm finding I'm a bit more pragmatic in my thinking and, and not so excited to help fund a, and I'm using the air quotes, the dream school, when there are similar offers, offerings with lower price tags. Tell us about how you help your clients not only invest for college, but also navigate them to finding the right college fit for their, their financial situation and the best outcome for their children. Okay, Laura. So how much time do you have for me to answer this question? Because we could <laughs> be here for days. Um, well, hit the highlights. Highlights. All right. Highlights. As we know, the college selection process, it's time consuming. It's complicated. It's confusing. I help my clients save time, money, and I help them make sense of the process. My goal is to help my clients reduce their out-of-pocket expenses by reducing, as example, their expected family contribution, which is how much colleges think that you, they can afford, increase their financial aid packages by helping them appeal to schools. And there's lots of strategies about, uh, revolving that. And also determine the best school for the child and budget. Uh, that could be reshaping what the quote dream school is. And this effort could mean thousands of dollars in savings, which is super beneficial, not only to the parents who uh, have less off pocket and their competing goal, which is 
saving for their retirement isn't um, set back as much. And also for the child, they're going to have less in, in student loan debt. So it's really a win-win. And I, and I say that this battle is, is something that you can win. Um, and lastly, you know, the point I'll make is, would you pay full sticker price for a car? David, would you pull, pay full sticker price for a car? Not if I could help it. Exactly. There is no need to pay full sticker price for college. And a lot of wealthier families succumb to this. And there are ways for even that family to reduce their costs. So I don't want people to think that just because they're doing well, doesn't mean that they don't have the opportunity to save money. And they do. You know, for our uh, number, we've got three. So number two in college right now, we did, uh, she's at a, a private institution, but we, they came, they gave it a Samarit aid package. It was generous. We went back. We said we needed more. We did a dance for a little bit and ended up getting a decent amount more per year for the four years that she's in school. So I can attest that uh, you don't necessarily have to pay that sticker price. Oh, you don't. And you just alluded to something. You can actually get a lot more aid from private schools and public schools. Don't look at that full sticker price and say, that school is out of my price range because it might not be. Well, what Laura is not talking about is when her third daughter is in therapy and is saying she didn't love me as much because I couldn't go to my dream school. But whatever, Laura. (laughs) See, I guess I paid for it one way or another. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) yeah once again i have no comment all right so generation x is truly the sandwich generation you know they're juggling careers children aging parents yet they're often forgotten by financial advisors so at the end of each episode we ask our guests to include one or two actual ideas for advisors who are listening i'm hoping that you can share some considerations for advisors who are serving or thinking about serving gen x not a problem david uh i would say the first thing is to to take the leap. There's so many of us. There is over 65 million Gen Xers in America and very few advisors are speaking to them. Just think about that opportunity for a second. Let that sink in. And if you're not already doing that, one avenue would be to either get involved with, with your younger clients or you know talk to the kids of your older clients. I mean, Gen X is going to be inheriting a ton of money get them involved in the process. You know, not only would it help you grow your business, but it would also help retain them as clients uh, when they do inherit that money. There are, it's, it's the, the mindset of, uh, I call it uh, blue ocean, red ocean, blue ocean. You're a fish in a big sea and there's not many of us. There's no competition. Uh, the red ocean, there's thousands of advisors fighting over the same clients and it's, it's war. Uh, I would much rather swim in the blue ocean. Well, you have such great information, and it has been a real delight to have you on the podcast today. We look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you so much, Michael. It was my honor to be here today, and I appreciate the invitation, Laura, David. Thanks a lot. If you are an advisor and would like to know more about Gen X Wealth Partners, it's pretty easy. Just visit genxwealthpartners.com. And if you would like to listen to Michael's recently released podcast, Just search for Gen X Money Advisor wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this podcast, you may also like the other FlexShares podcast called Funds in Focus. Check it out today and you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. 
Thank you for listening to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.